Sports Talk. On the zone, 105.9. 25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk. Shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yeah, I am a better golfer than Chris Brooks. And Memphis probably is going to beat Ole Miss in that first game. Like, what's the big deal about either one of those? Welcome into the show. <laughs> feel like I walked into something that's already started. <laughs> On a Monday, Monday, Monday. Here we go, Monday. Yeah, um, welcome to the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents you can deal with one-on-one. So it ought to be an insurance. You know, I've mentioned that to you before, but I, I really do hope that you understand. As one guy used to say to me all the time, I wish you'd listen. <laughs> it's um, the way business ought to be. With Farm Bureau insurance, you have that local agent, somebody from your hometown. Most of the agents around the state and all 82 counties are people that are from right there. If not from there, just a few counties over. You know, no people have been there for 20 years, if not their whole life. And you get to know them one-on-one, cell phone number, relationship. And that's the way it ought to be because you never know when you've got a call on insurance after you've been paying those premiums. So um, give Farm Bureau a chance if you haven't already. All right. Here we are with lots and lots and lots of ground to cover on a Monday. First up. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Roger. Mr. Roger's Neighborhood. Hey, Roger. Hey, man. Do you have a neighborhood? Going in and set a spell. Got some coffee going. Attaboy. I do have some coffee. Oh, my goodness. Roger. You got your shipment in. Yeah, did you see my social media post? <laughs> I've not checked into the social media. Okay, well, first of all, welcome to the you neighborhood. You know how old folks always put the in front of everything. <laughs> the Twitter? <laughs> I'm not on Are the, you on the Twitter? I'm not on the MySpace. <laughs> uh, no. Golly, bum, man. My three one-pound bags. Of now, that's the Northeast Mississippi Northwest Alabama saying, if I ever heard one. What'd I say? Golly? Golly bum. Golly bum. You took me back right there, man. <laughs> Dead gummit. That's a little more universal. No, listen. Here it is. Coffee in the thermos. Uh, thanks to High Point Roasters in New Albany in Northeast Mississippi, the aforementioned. Uh, Highpointroasters.com. Dan the Coffee Man sent me three one-pound bags of Freshly roasted within like the 24 hours prior to him shipping it to me. And it is just, I mean, when it is fresh like that, it is so good. It is so much better than 99% of the coffee you can get out there anywhere else. And 
I'm going to go ahead and say 100% within arm's reach of me. It is so good. And and this particular blend is called, and Dan, if you're listening, help me on the pronunciation, but is it Venisi or is it Venetia? Because I don't know how to, I don't know how to say the double S's in there. But it's something like that it starts with a V. Man, I, this is my first time to have it. I cannot high, I can't recommend it highly enough. I'll just say that. You sound like Jake trying to say Venice. I know, but it's got a <laughs> it's a di- little bit of a different spelling. It's got an E on the end. So I did the best I could. Gracious alive, it's good. Somebody sent banana bread over to the house, or Annabeth brought oh, some home. Nice. You like banana bread? Man, who doesn't? Yeah. What's I mean, wrong I, with you if you don't? Like it. I've had about three days in a row of eating it for breakfast. <laughs> Somebody told me to try putting peanut butter on it one time. I haven't oh. done that. Well, you know, peanut butter is one of those things. It have been Elvis. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You put peanut butter on just about anything. I mean, you can make celery taste good with peanut butter. Let me just mm-hmm. go ahead and say for the record, I love vegetables. I could easily, easily flip the switch and just be a vegetarian. That's how much oh. I love it. I could. Crazy talk. I know it is. I'm not going to do it. I love chicken. I love all the stuff. I love steak. But could I live happily off, you know, green beans and corn and peas and and exotic take all the good stuff out exotic vegetables like broccoli? (laughs) I Roger, I could live on all that, but celery is awful. It's awful. You take one bite of a piece of celery by itself, and that's God's way of telling you you're not supposed to eat this. Got to have some salt on that. Right. Of course, then it's not good for you. Well, I, well, I guess you're right about that also. Okay. You know, what's the broccoli cheese casserole without the cheese? <laughs> well, that's a good point, too. And the can of cream and a can. Of chicken soup that they put in there. Mm. Man, I'm hungry all of a sudden. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know what we were you know, the, the point I was making on all this. I've totally gotten sidetracked on it. Sorry about that. Well, that's okay. You, you did it. It's your fault, Roger. No, here we... <laughs> I think somehow it goes back to coffee. Anyway, I'm just saying, it is so good. Y'all y'all get you some, really. If you haven't, get you some at um, highpointroasters.com. All right, let's start the show five minutes in. Here is the number to call me today on the Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson, your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the United States of America, right here at home. They've been doing it better longer than anyone else. You're not in business that long. Unless you're doing it right. And they are at Divinity. Speaking of highly th- things I highly recommend, that's another one of them. All right, so the number to call, 995-1059. Hit me up, 995-1059. It's a 601 number. You want to text the show? It's a good way to communicate. 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. The number itself, 885-3776. And then... Um, you can tweet me, at Radio Wyatt. I agree, Jonathan. Listen, Jonathan, I agree. Okay? I agree. On the text line, Jonathan says, This show has the most Chris Brooks opening that I have ever heard from you, Matt. <laughs> Is this yeah. Jonathan over at Davini? It may be. It, it very well could be Jonathan at Davini. And, and again, he's not wrong. It, it's a very <laughs> Chris yeah, Brooks We're all over the place, man. So I'm, it's not on purpose. I will admit, I, you know, I fight migraines, and this morning at around 8 a.m. after dropping my daughter off at school, I had to take 
migraine headache medicine to head one off so I could get through the day. And it has a strange effect. You never really know what, what path it's going to send you down. It kind of makes you, you're not really sure if you're sitting in your chair or not or floating. You don't know which one you are. Uh, so that's, maybe that's an explanation. No, um, as the show began, I made a statement. I said two things. Yes, I am a better golfer than Chris Brooks. I was listening to his radio show, and he said he couldn't believe it. Some people told him I'm a better golfer than him. And the truth is, I am. But I haven't even hit a golf ball probably in two years. I'll pick it up right now and beat him. That's a virtual guarantee. Man. Yeah. So y'all run, tell that. QBs are types are pretty confident. (laughs) As they say, y'all run and tell. (laughs) Run and tell them. So pass that along. I'm up for the challenge. Um, The other thing is this idea. They said, and it's right here on our text line, at 885-ESPN, if I could um, if I could find it. Here's what it says. Blair from Brandon texted and said, if we, meaning Ole Miss, lose against Memphis, all hell will break loose. That's what he said. Okay, listen. Since when is this Memphis game an automatic win for Ole Miss? Now, you know me. I'm, people will say that I'm boring because I won't come out here and dig my feet in some concrete and make a stance on a pick like this sometimes. You know, what, what a lot of people want is some blowhard to get on the radio and go, Ole Miss can win by two touchdowns, I guarantee you. Now, call in. That's not what I'm doing. Sure, Ole Miss may win this game. We have not seen them play with either of their coordinators. They may be a lot better than we think. That's not even the point of this. The point is, since when is this Memphis game supposed to be a win for Ole Miss? Since when has any Ole Miss fan decided, oh, if we lose this game to Memphis, the season's just over. Oh, you know what's going to break loose? That is crazy talk. First of all, do you not realize that Memphis is supposed to be good? Do you not realize that Okay, I, I will make a prediction here for you. Memphis is going to be good. I mean, seriously, who is counting Memphis as an automatic win in the season opener <laughs> in less than two weeks? I mean, just look at some of the things on the program. I get it. Yes, they lost a running back. He's really good. In a spread offense, though, you're going to air it out and run this fast-paced, no-huddle spread offense. Since when is it hard to replace that running back? It's. I mean, you can. Yeah, he made it. He was good. Your quarterback's back. He'll be better. The head coach, Jay Novell, have you watched their offense since he got to be the coach? They're good every year. They're going to score on everybody they play. Well, the odds guys are with you, man. Okay, so they're favored. It says um, Memphis will win, cover the spread, and the total will go over. Predicted score, 31-42. Okay. Well, a high-scoring game. And that's what you know. pretty much anybody would see that. Norvell's going into his fourth year as a head coach. Um, they should win 10 games. Okay. Everybody goes, they play in a terrible conference with a bad schedule. Fine. But what if they're the best team in that conference? What if they're one of the two best teams? What if they're UCF? Oh, they didn't get in the playoff. Well, so what? They can beat Ole Miss, can't they? 
And then they are replacing coordinators. Well, guess what they've had to do every year since Norvell got the Memphis job? Replace coordinators. (laughs) After the 2017 season, their offensive coordinator, Chip Long, goes to Notre Dame. That'd be a promotion? It'd be a promotion. So they go out and hire Daryl Dickey. He used to be the head coach at North Texas. He's there at Memphis one year, and after the 2018 season, Dickey goes to Texas A&M. So, also a promotion. A promotion. Norvell goes out, hires Kenny Dillingham. <clears throat> they knew each other previously. So, guess what happened after last season? Auburn came in there and hired Kenny Dillingham. Every offensive coordinator Memphis has had the last three years got hired away after one year, and everybody that Norvell went out and hired himself to replace him came in, and guess what happened? The offense did not miss one single solitary beat. And quarterback Brady White is back. Their leading receiver, back. Oh, they lose Henderson, the the running back. Yes, they do. He was outstanding. But so is Patrick Taylor, who's back. And they have a good tight end who's on the all-name team, Joey Magnifico. He's back. Now, they're not great defensively, but nobody expects them to be, and they score so many points they don't have to be. All that said... I'm not sitting here telling you that I agree with some odds maker who says that Memphis is definitely going to win. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I don't understand the outlook on life for someone right now who's rooting for Ole Miss that is going into this game, given everything Ole Miss has been through, given the turnover they've had, new coordinators, they're going to break in a new starting quarterback. Bunch of new players, new scheme on defense. They may be much better, but let's see it first. So we're going to sit here on August the 19th and say that if they lose to Memphis, all you know what's going to break loose. Why, why do we have that perspective on it? Because, look, Memphis is perfectly capable of beating Ole Miss. What it comes from is it's this historical thing, which is a sickness, okay, which is a f- character flaw, And that is, we're going to look down our nose at somebody out there because of what's on the side of their helmet. You know what that does in life? It gets you embarrassed time after time again. I'm going to look down my nose at that farmer who got out of a truck over there wearing overalls because of the way he's dressed and he's got cow all over his boots. Well, guess what? He may have a million dollars in the bank, buddy. Oh, owns half the Delta. Yeah. Okay. So the book by its cover deal, and this is 2019. Let me read some of these texts real quick. When I said I'm a better golfer than uh, Chris, I got a, we got a text from Brooksy McJack that says, LOL. Do you think that's Chris Brooks hiding out on the text line as Brooksy McJack? No, it's too clever. <laughs> All right. Somebody texted in and said, it's a have-to-win game. Well, why? Because it's one of your out-of-conference games? It's a must-win in what context? In order to win the SEC? Because in order to get to a bowl, i got news for you, it's not a must-win. There's some teams on your schedule not as good as Memphis. Nick on the text line says, you must have forgot Memphis beating Ole Miss in 2015 and all those number one recruits. Yeah, they did it with Paxton Lynch, who was a first-round pick at QB didn't work out in the NFL. And Memphis outcoached Ole Miss that day. 
here's a text. Look at the history. How many times has Ole Miss played Memphis in the last 50 years? How many games has Memphis won? Well, maybe Memphis has won some, but here's the thing about that. The history in the rivalry means jack squat. I don't care what happened last year, let alone in 2015. Those players are all gone. It does not matter. We talk about historical stuff. It may speak overall to you know a tool in the recruiting quiver when you hit the recruiting trail now. I mean, but what does that game in 2015 have to do with this one? Nothing. So I have a hard time even looking at it. I, I find it interesting. I love to learn about the history and rivalries. Things I didn't know, but I'll never look at the history in a rivalry and in any way, shape, form, or fashion use that as a gauge on this one. <laughs> Other Okay, here's a point. Somebody texted in and said, if they lose to Memphis, attendance will, will suffer. Sure. Sure. Okay, that's fine. It's already happening. All right. Um, Divinity Equipment Phone. Nine nine five one zero five nine. Chris, on the line. What's well, up, Chris? Man. How are you? Ah, not much, not much. I just heard you say, uh, you know, Paxton Lance beat them guys in uh, twenty fifteen, and uh, you know he started out very slow with Denver and all of that. But I've watched him the first two preseason games, and man, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Paxton Lance is by far the best looking, looking, searching for a job quarterback that I've seen in any of the preseason games. You come out this year. Head injury last night. Yes, this year, yeah. yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. He was just a, a late bloomer, so but that guy he's looked really good. He really has this year. Who's he with now, so, uh, Chris? Just kinda wanted to throw that out there. Who, who's he he's with the Colts? Oh, okay. How about so, that? I'm Wait sorry. a minute. So Seattle, 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 Seattle. Okay. Paxton Lynch, yes. Chad Kelly is with the Colts. That's right. Oh, That's what when you said Colts, right. I and, knew and they Kelly both was look there. really good. Yeah. Chad Kelly has a real good shot, man, of, of starting week one. You know, uh, if he can keep up his level of play, because Andrew Luck, there's some issues going on with the leg there. Yeah. He's moved from the calf down to the ankle to the high, you know, so not mm-hmm. really sure what's going on. But if he can stay at that level of play, he's got a good chance to break through and get some playing time. Hey, look, so. and when, you know, everybody and all the NFL guys, too, say about Chad Kelly, it's not a talent thing right. at all. You know, it's no, like the arm and all is right. Um, but yeah, he's got all the attributes, God given talent in the world, man. If you can just get rid of that nasty attitude and that I'm better than everybody, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. get him a little more humble, man, and I think he'll be he'll be just fine. So yeah. Chris, I know. appreciate the call. But man. all right, man, sounds good. Thank hey, you. Also, it's not a must win. It's not a must win for Ole Miss, but it is going to be a tone setter for the season. So I feel like if they can get out and not even necessarily put a win together, but if they can put a good, strong performance together, it's going to vote well for the rest of the season. No you know? question. It's kind no of a question. tone setter is what I would. I, 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 I mean, I that. agree with that totally, Chris. Thank you for the call. It, it is right. a tone setter. Every, yes, everybody's first game is a tone setter. Tone setter. But, you know, to take I, – I guess what I'm just saying is I don't – I don't get this thing of, like, we're going to have an entire offseason of build-up to the year. We're going to watch one Saturday on the road against a good team with returning players, <laughs> and that's going to determine whether we throw in the towel or not. I, I just <laughs> I don't get, I don't really get that. <laughs> I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, though. Maybe it's me. Um... Text line, this makes one's expectations. Ole Miss traditionally expects to beat Memphis, and that's right. Okay, you expect to beat them. 
Most of the time, you expect to beat them. Well, what is what do past expectations have to do with this year? That statement right there. Ole Miss traditionally expects to beat Memphis. All right. So this is just a response, just a habitual reaction against uh, what they normally expect. Well, it's a brand thing, Roger. That's what I, you know, I use that analogy of, you know, you judge the guy in overalls with, yeah. Uh, it's it's a brand thing. There are a lot of people who just go, well, look, we've got Ole Miss on our helmet and they got Memphis on theirs. Therefore, I mean, but in reality, look where you've been. Look what, look at the situation. Okay, Matt Luke played there. A dream job for him to be Ole Miss's head coach. Wins his first Egg Bowl as the interim. Gets the job permanently. But it ain't like they handed him a great situation. You know, and this will be the first game out of the gates with not one, but two new coordinators. Yeah, they've been both head coaches. My expectation is Ole Miss is going to be better. They have real coaches on both sides of the ball. Mike McIntyre is a heck of a coach. Did I say his name right? Did I say McIntyre or Mike McIntyre? Oh, you said Mac. I said McIntyre. Okay. And, you know, he's a real coach. He'll have them ready to play. But, look, no Ole Miss fan on planet Earth wants to take any cues from me. I'm just telling you, if you, if you want to take some advice, get this whole expectation thing out of your head and realize, yeah, Ole Miss could win it, but Memphis – could definitely win the game too, and it wouldn't surprise anybody but you. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. With the Kubota Sidekick, durability meets speed. It's the first gas-powered utility vehicle of its kind, built with acceleration and handling that blur the lines between working hard (laughs) and having... Back on the show. Live in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Check my Twitter feed. I'm Radio Wyatt. There's a link there to a Kylan Hill video. Player spotlight. Kylan Hill, Mississippi State running back. Posted that this morning. Uh, A bunch of plays from last year. I really... Watching practice and different things, I'll tell you, I think State's offense got a chance to be good. and I think Tommy Stevens is about to be named the starter, and he's been really, really good in practice. Practice and games are different. you know, you got to play games before it really comes together. But I think passing game is going to be improved. That's really going to help Kylan Hill. Hill was a guy who, not only being banged up about half the season last year, he also was playing against a lot of guys in that box as the season went on. And, that could change. He's a good player. I think he's set to have a really big year. You want to watch that video, check it out. There's a link there to my YouTube channel. You can find it on Twitter, at Radio Wyatt. Roger, when's the last time a door-to-door salesman came to your house? A salesman? Yeah. Hmm. I, I, oh, I remember exactly what it was. It was one of these uh, companies that put in security systems. Uh-huh. Boy, was he putting the high pressure on. Was Boy, he? Yeah, I forget the name of it. It's one of those new ones. Vivid. That's who it was. Vivid. Okay. I've okay. seen a few of those. You know, and I, 
I've had a few of the door-to-door um, security sales, you know, security system sales things like you mentioned there, but it's hard to tell when they're legit or not because a lot of times it'll be a name you haven't heard before, you know? And it's, uh, you never know if it's like somebody's trying to scam or is this real? And It's, it's kind of hard to tell. What about... So it's a rarity that a door-to-door salesman comes around. What about door-to-door political campaigning? When's the last time you encountered that, Roger? And by the way, we 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 got to check up. What happened with our guy? I used to have this audio. I know I've got it here somewhere. I'm going to try to find it. I have a lot of people stopping by cramming paper in my door. Okay, so they they put the flyer on your door, you know, like we've become familiar with that. Kind of look, we look for that because we know it's going to happen. I was looking for the thing here, the uh, holes in the road. I used to have that. Clip. I love that. What happened to the holes in the road guy in his election last week or whenever that was? Yeah, we we'll have to look that up. Look it up in the break. We got to fix the holes in the road. Got to get it fixed. <laughs> I think Jackson's getting a little better. Slowly. It's slowly getting better. Slowly. Holes in the road. Everywhere you go, there's a hole in the road. Holes in the road. Holes in the road. A whole lot of roads, a lot of holes in the road. <laughs> a whole lot of roads and a lot of holes in the road. Say that five times fast. Did that guy win? Anyway, the reason I brought up, Roger, is... I guess this was Saturday, and um, the doorbell rang. Somebody had already been by here. We've had all kinds of stuff put on our door handle in our neighborhood. And the truth is, in my neighborhood, there are a lot of people that have signs in their yard that say Waller, the the guy Waller who's running for governor, you know? Yeah. There are a lot of those signs. I think there's probably more of those than there are Tate Reeves signs. And we had a doorbell ring, and I go out, and it's two, you know, basically like teenage girls. I said, can I help you? And they said, yeah, we're just going around talking to people about the upcoming election um, for Tate Reeves. And do you, you know, do you know who you're going to vote for? And I, you know, I kind of cut it off. I said, hey, I, yeah, I, you know, we we may have kind of an idea. My wife's. Not here right now, and we're, we're probably not going to talk about it with you or anybody. We'll just go vote. And she said, oh, okay, okay. And then she said, well, well, if it's going to be, if you're going to vote for Tate Reeves, do you mind if we put a sign in your yard? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, look, bless her heart, she's doing her job. Like, she needs to go out and get a sales job. She needs to get a sales she's job. she's good. Because, yeah. look, she's a young girl just walking up to strange houses and ringing a doorbell. okay. Which I don't think I'd let my daughter do it. She's got guts doing this, and she's trying to do her job. To you know, total stranger, I'm not going to give her a hard time. But I said, "Oh, no, thanks. I appreciate that." We don't, regardless of who we're voting for. I, and then I kind of joked. I said, "If you got a Jesus sign, I'll put that in my yard. That's about it." And but I just thought, huh? Door to door, who are you voting for? Can we put a sign in your yard? Is there a race to see how many signs we can get up? Is that what we're trying to do? <laughs> All right. 
Um, By the way, I think Steve Steve was the guy's name, McClellan. I think okay. he got nine, he got ninety two votes. I think. Okay, McClellan. So he didn't win. Ten point two three percent. Okay. Well, it came up a little short. Better yeah. luck next time. He still had the best ad I've ever seen. He dressed up like a superhero and jumping over mud puddles. <laughs> it's great. So hats off to him for that. All right, Mountain Dog. On the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. What's up, Mountain Dog? Let me tell you, brother, a vote for Jesus can never go wrong. That's right. Put that sign in my yard anytime you want. That's right. That's right. <laughs> His daddy hey, is I'm a pretty good big deal, stomp. you know. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm heading up to your stomping grounds and uh, thought I'd call on the way. Attaboy. I talked to a good friend of mine who lives in Pittsburgh this weekend. We were talking about the Steelers, but he also started talking about Tommy Stevens. And he said Tommy would have started for anybody else had it not been for Trace McSorley. Yeah. And uh, he said the thing about it is that they would bring Tommy in as wide receiver, running back, just something to get him in the game. So I'm really looking forward to Tommy getting in, uh, getting, a, getting a start. See what he can do. Yeah, I am too, Mountain Dog. And I can just tell you, you know, um, I've seen practices. Um, I've seen scrimmages. Uh, and he's good. He's a good player. He's accurate with the football. Has been in what I've seen. The timing of the offense is really good when he runs it. The ball comes out on time. And that's the most important thing. I mean, accuracy, yeah. Okay, it's got to be catchable. But the timing with which things are happening, it's, it's really good, which shows me that he has a good, firm, mental grasp of what they're asking him to do, play after play. And the byproduct of that, Mountain Dog, is what I'm seeing is as pass catchers, tight ends, receivers, running backs, when they are running routes, they are confidently coming out of breaks, looking for the ball if they're open because they know. If the, if the read dictates that the ball hits me in the ear when I turn my head, I'm going to turn my head and the ball's going to be there. So there's a heightened awareness because there's an expectation with the pass catchers that they're going to get the ball. So they're they're playing better. And they're catching the football. So I think they have a chance to be really good on offense. And I think he he's going to be a big part of it. Uh, just based on what I've seen, I think if he can stay healthy throughout the whole year, he's going to be potentially a difference maker for them. And not a lot of people talking about him. You know, Mountain Dog, right now, if you listen to the SEC Network, about 9 out of 10 analysts can tell you all about Kelly Bryant at Missouri. But very few of them can can even spell Tommy Stevens. I think a, yeah. few, I think a few weeks into the year, you may flip-flop that. I do, too. Hey, can I tell you a funny story about your YouTube channel? Yeah, let me hear it. I'm watching you break down. I'm watching you break down plays, and uh, my wife walks in. She says, "What are you watching?" I said, "I'm watching Matt Wyatt break down plays." She rolled her eyes and walked out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Same my, thing his wife does. <laughs> yeah, my wife. Yeah, join the club, and, Mountain Dog. Matt, I don't think. Matt, I don't think it had anything to do with you. It was the fact that I was actually watching plays being broke down. <laughs> yeah, well. Hey, and uh, Mountain Dog, let me just let me give you a tease. Uh, I want you to, if you can, tune in tomorrow and make sure tonight and in tomorrow you stay uh, keep an eye on my Twitter feed 
I'm going to put some information out and release some information tonight and then tomorrow on the radio show, some more details about some events that are coming up that my wife and I are going to be a part of that for a football fan, I think you're going to want to know about. Okay, that's all I'm going to tell you right now. Awesome. Yeah, keep your ears peeled, okay? Okay, brother. Take care of yourself. All right, man. You too. Thank you. Mountain Dog. Mountain Dog traveling north. I can never tell if they have the window down or not, Roger. Sometimes a caller, it sounds like he's got the window down. Or is it that microphone that's up in the headliner there? Yeah, that's it. Up on their dash or their visor. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, to everybody who texted me, and there's a bunch of you, Darren, Bill, Tim, Jonathan, Fluffy, all you guys. I'm going to get to your text next. I didn't ignore them. I want to get to them. We just talked about a few other things here. I'm going to get to your text next, I promise. In the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Oklahoma has named a new starting quarterback. It is none other than former Alabama QB Jalen Hurts. Starting quarterback. Oklahoma. What is it Gomer Pyle used to say on Andy Griffith? Surprise, surprise, surprise. (laughs) I love the Andy Griffith show. Holy cow. I saw one. You know how they had that spinoff of that show, Roger? The Andy Griffith show, and then it spun off. In Gomer the, Pyle, USMC. Uh-huh. Gomer Pyle. I saw one episode that was just before the spinoff happened where Andy had taken Gomer Pyle up there and like dropped him off, and then something happened. Andy went back looking for Gomer there on, at the Army base, mm-hmm. and he stuck his head in the barracks, and Gomer had gotten in trouble for you know running his mouth. And he was sitting in there all by himself with a bucket on his head. (laughs) And Andy looked at him and he said, Gomer, is that you? And Gomer, in the bucket, you heard him say, well, hey, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's wrong. Yeah. He said, what are you doing? And Gomer got up. He said, oh, I'm just sitting here thinking. He goes, you know, it's amazing how good you can think with this bucket on your head. And then he handed Andy the bucket and said, here, Go on and take you a think. (laughs) (laughs) That might be the funniest moment ever uh, for Gomer Pyle once he got to the military. Because after that, it wasn't great. I think the star of the show after that was the... uh, Sergeant Carter. Yeah, Sergeant Carter. Yelling. Yelling all the time, getting blowing his top, you know. All right. Back on the show. Oklahoma has a new starting quarterback. The AP Top 25 was released today. College football AP Top 25. You can just guess. Clemson 1, Alabama 2. There's a really funny list that Buffalo Wild Wings put out there today that said, we already know how the list looks. 
They put number one, Clemson, number two, Alabama, number three, perennial top five, Blue Blood, number four, Heisman containing QB, number five, SEC East favorite. <laughs> Go read that list on Twitter, BWW. Well, it's BW Wings on Twitter if you want to see the whole list. Yeah, they, they made a top 25 based on you can just fill in the blanks every year on how the AP top 25 is going to look. All right. On the text line at 885-ESPN, this is going back, uh, began talking about Ole Miss and Memphis, and look, Ole Miss may go beat them. I'm telling you, they may do it. Shouldn't be surprised, but also if Memphis wins a game, you shouldn't be surprised either because, I mean, this idea that everybody's going to be just flabbergasted if Ole Miss doesn't beat Memphis, bull. Memphis is really good right now. Ole Miss catching them when they're up. All right, um, and, and we will see, but... We don't know if Ole Miss is up yet or not. Rez Dog texted the show and said, will Matt Luke be wearing shorts against Memphis? The answer is no, because they got better sense than that. Listen, let me just tell you right now. Dan Mullen did so much good at Mississippi State. Built that program up. It's just incredible, the advancement in that program in the decade that he was there as the head coach. It's just incredible. On the field, off the field, facilities, everything, recruiting. I mean, just everything. But the single dumbest thing that Dan Mullen ever did was to start the 2016 season against South Alabama and the whole coaching staff wearing shorts on the sideline. There's nothing wrong with shorts. I wear them all the time. But and, and did it have an effect on the field? I don't know, but this is what I do know. It's a way of showing disrespect for who you're playing. It sends a message to everybody, including your own team, this ain't a big deal. <laughs> this is South Alabama. We're going to beat the brakes off South Alabama because we have an M with a state across it on the side of our helmet. So I can wear shorts out here. It's a show of disrespect to the opponent. It says to everybody in the world, it's not a big deal. It was a cocky, overconfident move, and they got their butts beat by South Alabama. That's the dumbest thing they ever did. <laughs> the dumb move. Like, that's one of those. They didn't do very many dumb things under Dan Mullen, but that's one of those where you sit, you, you just want to be in the room and look at people when they decided this is a good idea. What? You're going to do what? Because it's hot? Psh. Learn that the hard way. Bull is the one who said to me that attendance will suffer if they don't win at Memphis, and that's pretty much a given. Uh, Darren said, the most dangerous drinking game is seeing how long I can go without coffee. I'm with you. What does this mean? I, I it, the um, this text here doesn't make a lot of sense. It says if they lose, Matt Luke's coaching. What I, it doesn't make any sense. I think it's a typo. You sent it twice. Going to need that one again. Bill says, fortunately for the rest of the SEC, Ole Miss fans are too short-sighted to let Coach Luke develop his program. Uh, thanks for the text. Not real sure what that means either. Tim, Memphis population assures you that they'll field good teams regularly. They always have. No, they haven't. Um, they had some teams 
in right around 2008, 2009, some of the worst football teams I've ever looked at. Back in the 90s when Rip Shearer was running their program and as the head coach, they did. They had players. They went dipped into JUCO stuff, had really good solid teams. They were very, very physical. You know, in the early 2000s, what? They had a team with D'Angelo Williams, the running back, and they beat Eli uh, Manning and Ole Miss in there. So, right, they can get good players. They haven't always had them, but they definitely can get good players. The last few years, they've also made use of some transfers. You know, Ferguson, the quarterback who transferred in there out of Tennessee, was really good and a couple of years ago, all that kind of stuff. All right, Adrian from Columbus, stationed in Anchorage, Alaska. He's in the Air Force. He says, it's funny because there's one weekend every year where tradition unravels and the better teams lose all day long. It can happen to anyone. And, you know, that is an interesting thing. And I wish somebody would do a study on that, but it seems like you're right. There's one weekend out of the year where a whole bunch of blue bloods and favorites get knocked off, like an upset weekend. And Man, I want to see that. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's like there will be one weekend out of the year where there will be a bunch of upsets. Well, thanks for listening to us up there in Alaska. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you. Let's see. No name. Let's see. Unnamed texture. If you have dominated a traditional football series against a rival by 49 wins to 11 losses, two ties, then no matter how good a team is supposed to be for upcoming season, you and your fans are expecting to win that game. Well, I think what you're saying is a fact, but it does still doesn't mean that it isn't stupid because it is. How many of those guys who played a role in that 49 wins and 11 losses are even still alive? Because it ain't 100%. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, just about 0% of them will play in two weeks. It means nothing. What you say is true, but it speaks to the, <laughs> is fragility a word? Of fan bases. Absolutely it is. (laughs) To the fragility of fan bases, man. Collectively, college football fan bases in the South are like that leaf on the end of the limb. All it takes is a little breeze, and that that little leaf will start flapping all over the place. All you have to do is a little puff of wind, it'll blow it right off the limb. It just loses everything. What you want to be is you want to be the limb. You want to be the branch. You're solid, man. It has to come a 100-mile-an-hour hurricane to knock you down. Look at it this way. In less than two weeks, when Memphis hosts Ole Miss, not a single solitary player on the field nor play that is run will give one flip about 49 and 11. The fans can do it all day long, but it'll have no impact. Fluffy says Mayberry RFD was a terrible spinoff. <laughs> I can't. It really was. <laughs> it was bad. I cannot disagree with that. Whatever. Most of them are. Walking bully. I got your text and I got something for you coming up next, buddy Rowe. You just hang in there. And just like everybody's saying, it speaks to expectations. Yes, it does. Expectations, if they're not smart, will get you embarrassed every time. Be smart. Be smart about expectations. You can expect me to be back with hour number two coming up. Stick around.
You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 